Hi, I'm Rob, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the guy who has more to him than meets the eye, Jason. But I am not a robot. You are not. Welcome to Rewind and Review, the retrospective podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, um, delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives? This episode of Rewind and Review will look at the science fiction action film which turns a disturbing 15 mm. years old this year in 2022, mm. combining computer animation with live action filming with plenty of explosions and lens flare to <laughs> excuse the awkward humour. <laughs> this movie is a true blockbuster. Make contact with the Pentagon, check in on your eBay account, crank the Lincoln Park, and don't forget to give Mojo his medication as we rewind to the year 2007. Swinging 60s, here I come, baby, yeah! Go back to then. When? Now. 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 Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. Nicholas Cage made a deal with the devil and was still hunting treasure. Uh, the Silver Surfer rose. The Simpsons hit the big screen. Will Smith was the last man on Earth. And the Autobots and the Decepticons were brought to life in Transformers. Directed by Michael Bay, Transformers is based on the franchise of the same name. The movie stars Shia LaBeouf as Sam Witwicky, a teenager who gets caught up in a war between the heroic Autobots and the villainous Decepticons, two factions of alien robots who can disguise themselves by transforming into everyday machinery, primarily vehicles. <clears throat> the Autobots intend to retrieve and use the AllSpark, the powerful artifact that created their robotic race, that is hidden on Earth to rebuild their home planet, Cybertron, and end the war, while the Decepticons have the intention of using it to build an army by giving life to them all of the machines on Earth. Josh Duhamel, Tyrese Gibson, Megan Fox, Rachel Taylor, Anthony Anderson, John Totoro, and John Voight also star, while Peter Cullen and Hugo Weaving voice Optimus Prime and Megatron, respectively. Big cast. Um, now, be warned that if you haven't seen Transformers yet, but you do want to, go and watch it first before listening to this episode, because we're going to be talking spoilers. Alright, let's get into it. Jason, what's your experience? Tell me. I like Transformers. I like them. That's good. Look, I'm... If you didn't know, I'm a 90s kid. So, <laughs> um, I did miss the whole, you know, like the 80s craze of Transformers the, the toys the, the cartoon, the cartoon. Yeah. I mean yeah we got reruns yeah the toys you know were floating around and you know I got like what did I get bloody Beast Wars and, and things like that you know like what's the wrong later. with Beast Wars nothing Beast Wars I'm great. just saying it wasn't yeah I got it. it wasn't the OG it wasn't Generation 1 was it yeah. um, so look I did miss that whole craze but you know Transformers was still a thing I knew what they were the idea of uh, you know like a movie where these robots came to life like mm. was be like, yeah, like, it was always a concept that would have been really cool. I remember, like, there was this ad on television. It wasn't the ad for this movie, but it was an ad where it was like, I think yeah. it was like some car, you know, commercial, and it had this like robot thing, 
And I was like, wow, if that is the kind of effects that we have now in a television commercial, I remember thinking, yeah. I reckon they could do a Transformers movie now. <laughs> and a couple years later, it was like, here we, here we are, and we got this. Yeah. Um, this, is, this movie is a trilogy to me. It's a part of a trilogy. Nothing, only, only this movie has anything to do with Transformers. The other two movies, The Simpsons Movie and Spider-Man 3, these three movies all came out in 2007. I'll tell you why they're a trilogy for me. Right. I've only skipped school three times in my <laughs> life. And all three times I've watched those three movies individually. So, yeah, okay. Um, I believe the first time... Which one came out first? I can't remember which one the first one, but it might have been Spider-Man 3. Right. It might have been this one. I don't know. Right. But either way. Those three movies. How old were you? 2007. This was my last year of high school. Oh, so right. year 12. The perfect time to yeah, be in school. So, yeah. um, I'd given up on life at that point. I was, I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's time to break some rules. So yes, seven, 16 going on 17, I guess. Cool. So Transformers yeah. contributed to your fantastic success in the academic world. That's great. It explains a lot. Yeah. It explains a lot. But yeah, look, that's I remember this movie. Yeah. I view this movie fondly. Spoiler alert right there. Yes, there are sequels, and yes, mm-hmm. they're not that great. That's it. We'll get into it a little bit yeah, more we after, are. but We're... what about yourself? So, I was 2007, I was already out of high school for a couple of years. A couple I... of decades. A couple of decades. Oh, yeah, Rob's got no hair. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Rob's got no hair. <laughs> but um, I, so, yeah, I was a kid of the you know, late 80s, 90s, and so I grew up with the cartoons and all that stuff. I had little Transformer toys. I had, that was, that was just, that was what life was. When they announced this movie, I remember being so excited about this movie. This movie was just, and and looked so amazing, all of the marketing, and yeah, I was, I was primed and ready. I didn't have to skip school because I was already finished. Optimus primed and ready. Absolutely. But I've seen, this movie I've seen, (laughs) Comfortably, probably thirty times, if not more. Oh, I mean, this is one of those ones for me yeah, where I don't think I've seen it that many times. But it is one of those ones where it's like I think I've watched enough times that I've lost track of. How as soon many, as, but I don't if think I'm, thirty. If that's... I'm being honest, as soon as stream the streaming world hit, so as soon as Netflix hit yeah. and they these were on Netflix, they're on Netflix now actually. Um, like. I would even watch just a portion of it, or you just watch some of the action scenes. Mm-hmm. You got the big screen there and all that. Or when as soon as you got the blue, the Blu-rays as well, just to relive some of the moments in the series, like those real special effect heavy moments, like oh, it's like when Bone Crusher just tears through that bus and that fight, the fight scenes. Oh, that's good stuff. Just the whole second, like pretty much the whole third that, act. Yeah, that whole third act. This is you can just rewatch that. I remember like I, this was. I was pretty late to the game with Blu-rays. Like I was just like. They were so expensive, and I was like, mm. "No, I'm not upgrading everything. I've got so many DVDs. Like that's I'm not getting a Blu-ray player. Ridiculous." And one day yeah. I got a PlayStation Three, and I was like, "Well, I guess I can." Guess I'm getting Blu-rays. I'm getting Blu-rays now. Yeah. Um, I remember Transformers. This first Transformers movie being like one of the first Blu-rays I picked mm. up and added to the collection because I was like, oh, "Look, if we're gonna go, you know, super high definition with the movies that I'm owning now, it's like they better bloody be worth it." Yeah. And this was one yeah. where I was like, "It's just." really beautiful <laughs> like it, it is, is it's a sexy stunning. looking it's freaking incredible it's slick it's shiny yeah. and it's i mean yeah like i watched it so i said to you off air that we like before we started recording that i watched this 
at four o'clock this morning, right? Yeah, you, you do that sometimes. And <laughs> it is it is my go-to when we're prepping for episodes. But this morning I watched it, and I so at four o'clock in the morning. But when you're watching like at the, that Qatar military base, just getting torn to pieces by um, which one is it? Blackout. It's just fucking. There's not you don't you're not asleep anymore. You're awake. Yeah. It's just like um, it looks beautiful, and it's fucking. It's it's good to watch. I do remember like the um. Like the first few times I'd watched this, like maybe not counting the the cinema on like rewatches, it would always seem like by the time we got to that third act where it was just like mm. robot action, carnage and stuff, it was like my brain had checked out, mm. and every time I'd watched the movie, it was just like it was all just a blur. One okay. time, what I had done is that like I'd watched half the movie, stopped, went back to it a little bit later, yeah, like I was all refreshed, and I yeah. was like. I'm watching everything. I'm following everything. It's just like my brain was just awake for it. Like I, I just, I just, I just remember that happening in my like having that moment where I was like, "Wow, this so this third act is crazy." And this is bear in mind, this is before like the Avengers, you know, like before yeah. like, that whole again like whole final battle in New York kind of thing where it's just like so much action and all yeah. this. Like this is insane. Even watching this now, I'm like, "There's so much." And I mean, straight yeah. away, all you, I mean, what you can say is. Like, effects do hold up we're lucky that this came out at a time mm. where it is very cgi heavy but we had moved past that sort of like we're going to use a lot of cgi but it's not going to be that good yeah this actually was good cgi or at least it looked yeah. good i guess we're talking about like metallic objects very easy to make look good which made it work yeah but i mean we're going like, to talk they about the... covered in fabric and stuff like that but we'll, yes it's we'll talk about yeah i know but we'll talk about the special effects later in, um as we get through our list of things to talk about but um they are a little bit more complex than your normal shot but um the i mean if we if we're going to could progress through to the legacy of this thing the budget like they clearly paid for the special effects because the budget is 150 to 200 mil right so they paid for it like it's, yeah, yeah. This was, this like, was it's an expensive up, yeah. movie, oh, for sure. and you can see where the money is. Like it's, it's worth. It. Like they've definitely <laughs> spent it in the right places. Definitely, the yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I mean, they trashed Hoover Dam as well. So I guess parts parts of it. So, but I don't think they actually trashed. No, 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 no. <laughs> But I'm saying it looks, it looks, it looks good. But it's, it, it's more the uh, the, the the transforming and all of that. But anyway, so 150 to 200 mil budget. Box office for this is seven hundred nine million point seven million worldwide. So that was the fifth highest grossing film of two thousand seven. Um, I mean seven hundred seven hundred million, and you're only the fifth highest grossing. That's an expensive movie, an so expensive year. That I mean, this was this was before like every you know every big movie made a billion dollars, yeah. but um like two thousand seven was a good year. <laughs> it was yeah. a good year, man. Like. I think that was a that was a year where I was just like, Do you know what? I love going to the movies. It was a change. We film. had Fantastic Four, we had um Nick Nick's Cage was so Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider and, and National, National Treasure. Well, National Treasure two, to yeah, be fair, right. but you know. All that the Simpsons movie, yeah. like Yeah, okay. So I mean, there's look, a few big ones. There, there was a there was a bunch of other ones I obviously didn't list oh. all of them. But look, yeah. Um critically this movie you know, it fed. It was middle ground. Look, uh, okay. and and uh, this is all warranted as an overview. Unbelievable characters, mm. but staggering effects and exhilarating action, and also noted as being like you know a safe action movie for kids. Yeah. So that's always helpful when it's mm. like, hey, look, and you know, 
you can bring your boys and girls yeah. and to come along and watch the it's a it's a high octane yeah. action movie without blood that's the and that's the thing, lots like, of broken parts big robot guys like cutting each other's heads off and slicing each other in half it's, it's like you can get away with machine, that yeah it's just a i mean in the second dude. movie like they pull a Remember, there has like a cheetah-looking one, and he pulls <laughs> the spine off the body oh, yeah. thing. It's insane, and, but it's like, but it's not gory because it's because it's, it's a robot. It's, it's a robot. It's a robot. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has this at fifty-eight percent um, from two hundred and twenty-eight reviews. That's an average of five point eight out of ten. Metacritic sixty-one out of hundred, based on thirty-five reviews. Yeah. And our mate Roger Ebert, yeah, uh, who we have on speed dial, he phoned in. He said he had given <laughs> it. He gave it three out of four stars, calling it goofy fun with lots of stuff that blows up. And handles its preposterous nature with grace. And I mean... With grace. That's an interesting like. I don't look, see much grace though amongst this. And but... look, he's right. This movie, if you're going to be bombastic and crazy and just ridiculous, yeah. like you do it in a way that it's like you do it with style. And you make it look good. And it does. It, it is does. done with style and it does look good. Um, Awards-wise, so that, that's our critic stuff, but it, you know, Academy Awards it was nominated for Best Sound uh, Mixing, Best Sound Editing and Best Visual Effects. And it was nominated for and won several smaller awards as well from you know MTV, Kids Choice, BMI, Saturn, that kind of stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of crazy things. I think it also a, it was nominated for a Raspberry as well. There was a Raspberry for Mr. Voigt himself. That was for Voigt. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> worst um, supported character. But right. um, that's a shame, isn't it? Um, but you know those Academy Award nominations. It's actually interesting. The sound one. I don't actually get that because I don't I don't agree. The visual effects, absolutely, of course. But the sound editing um, and the like, sound mixing, like, we got, like the transforming sound, like the no, explosions, the shooting. You it's know? more. You know what gets to me? You know those moments during the movie where they'll shoot uh, shoot a, one of their guns at each other, right? When the when that projectile hits, it's just a clunk sound. But they're hit, not hitting a solid object. They're hitting windows and metal and stuff like that. It should make more of a, like a break sound. Oh right, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, and okay. all you hear is all you hear is it goes. It makes it a beautiful like pew sound, and it goes <laughs> dunk, and you're like, what did it hit? Like, but I think a moment like that. Like that's played for like a humorous effect, where it's like it's sort of Maybe. like oh yeah, that didn't do anything, <laughs> and that's the funk. That's yeah, like that's the joke. It's meant to be sort of like an audible visual joke, where it's like oh that missile didn't do anything. Maybe, but uh, in that instance, anyway, not all the time, unless you are referring to other. But hell, I think. got nominated for a Grammy Award for it. So anyway, yeah. Now look, um, this this franchise, obviously, I touched on it earlier. Yeah. Um, but look, it all starts with the, the toy line. Bit, the the toy line, yeah. uh, beginning in 1984, year. Um, compromising, transforming mecha toys from Takara's um, Diacline, and or is it Diacline? Not sure. Japanese um, Dear, and Dear and, and micro change toy lines, which were rebranded for Western market. Right. Transformers. Okay, um, there was the animated <laughs> TV series, yeah. The Transformers. Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll stop doing that. Robots from, in disguise. Um, from 1984 to 1987, it ran for four seasons yeah. um, and further animated series and even comic book lines followed whether the comics were based on, again, that first generation one yeah. or what came after. Um, it was all good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There was, of course, the animated film. Oh, yeah, shocking! The death of Optimus Prime. Yeah, I remember that. Basically, the movie was a a prop to uh, sell toys. <laughs> yeah, it was like, hey, look, we're moving on from these toys. Yeah, here are your new toys. toys. Goodbye, yeah. goodbye. Yeah, so we're going to kill off our main characters, and oh, shocking! But the the Transformers 
the movie. That's what it's called, the Transformers the movie um, in 1986 um, and then following that more like new seasons yeah. of the animated show came um, and, and once again Beast Wars in all of that oh, somewhere that in the 90s somewhere in the 90s absolutely yeah. um, but further animated films followed obviously based on whatever thing was going yeah. on there's even some like modern like Netflix ones I say modern but like mm. like sort of no no but they are, they're back, very much but... contemporary they they only in the last few yeah. years has been so a whole a bunch of animated like shows, CGI, yeah. standard animation, blending, and then like I don't know feature length things. So yeah, it's all very exciting. But the live action films—that's where yeah. we're here, talking about the first one, the first Transformers in two thousand seven, followed by its sequel, yeah. uh, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen in two thousand nine. Dark of the Moon in 2011, Age of Extinction in 2014, Boom. and The Last Night Boom. in 2017. Do you know what? I'll even though I'm like, look, Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon, Age of Extinction are all like pretty. You know, like everyone talks bad about them. I'll defend them. Re- look, there's some Revenge and Dark of the Moon. Revenge of the Fallen and Dark of the Moon. I actually like. I even found there's some fun things to like in Age it's of Extinction. It's just got dinosaurs. I mean, there's that. Yes, it's a T-Rex. He's a robot that blows out fire, that breathes fire, so it's kind of a dragon, but kind of a T-Rex. Ah, it doesn't matter. It's There's a Spinosaurus in there too. But, but, it's but fun. The Last yeah. Night is like unwatchable. It's actually, yeah. it's an unwatchable I actually movie. had to watch that in two sittings. Now these first five films, all directed by Michael Bay, it's got the Michael Bayham Yes, to it all. I was wondering it's, if you are going to say that well, or not. Michael Bayham? Bayham, yeah. <laughs> Bayham? Is it Bayham? Yeah. Anyway, but look, we things have... blow up. But he also has a, a fetish of putting helicopters under bridges. He does have that. You know those LA thing. canals. He does it in that new bloody movie, 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 movie. The, um, <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, the, um, uh, ambulance? It, the ambulance. Yeah, right. Like he that's that's like a like a he has a weird fetish for drones in that movie. Yeah, it's like it might as well be drones. The movie. Yeah. Anyway, that's our review of ambulance. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's go matter. check out. But look, ambulance. There, there is a delightful movie in this franchise called Bumblebee, which came out in two thousand eighteen. Yes, it is Travis really Knight. good. Highly Seinfeld, a, a Mr. as well. A continuity breaking prequel focusing on Bumblebee, but look, it works. It's got those eighties sort of, um, you know, like feels to it. Does it's it break a, continuity? I kind of. In a little bit. It's in the eighties. Yeah, but no, it's kinda of, it's like it's like the Transformers like Optimus Prime and stuff, like they all show up at the end of that movie. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, that's well like, this next one's definitely breaking continuity because Optimus Prime is in it and it's in the bloody eighties as well. It gets mental. Yeah, in two thousand nineties, sorry. In two thousand and three. In two thousand three we will get Rise of the Beast. Two thousand twenty three, yes. Two thousand twenty three, what did I say? Two thousand and three. We're going uh, back in time. We are going back. We well I mean back. I guess we are. I guess we are. Um <laughs> Rise of the Beast. Uh set to be directed by Stephen Capel yep. Junior. So that's that is coming. And that is meant to follow through, uh, follow on, well, at least be influenced by the Beast Wars franchise. Yeah. Where you've got three different sectors of, not sectors, chapters. I remember the conversation, it was always, the, like, when they're doing these movies, they're like, oh, are we going to do, like, Beast Wars and, like, the, um, you know, like, do, like, the dinosaur Transformers and stuff like that? And it was sort of like, but why would these, why would these alien beings need to disguise themselves amongst animals and dinosaurs and stuff and it's like it doesn't make sense because Mm. they're not and and I was like yeah it's a good point but here we are so I'm looking forward to it Um, (laughs) of course there were also various video games from you know back then to today based on movies based on the animated shows based whatever really good 360 one 
Xbox 360 one for this movie. For this movie, yeah. 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 I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. I think I remember playing it. Run around it. Bumblebee. Bumble, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. I think I remember playing it on the Wii. I think my brother-in-law had it. Uh. And it was, pretty, it was pretty fun. Or did I have it? I think I might have gotten rid of it. It might have been a bit crap. Anyway. <laughs> I respectfully disagree. Uh, I could be wrong. I mean, the Xbox one might have been better. Maybe it was a different game. Xbox 360. It was... Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But I know that you run around as Bumblebee. Driving and I mean, transforming. Look, there there are so many games we could be talking about. Different. Yeah, possibly. Different um, cultural impact. So, um, All Spark Pictures was founded in 2008, um, which is formerly uh, Hasbro Films. Um, following Hasbro's acquisition um, of Entertainment One in 2019, uh, Allspark was absorbed into Entertainment One. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of been changing hands, jumping around everywhere. I, I, I that's just interesting like, to me because I didn't know Hasbro Films did change. I, I thought it was yeah, still I a mean, thing. It wasn't as hot of a topic as, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, Disney has purchased Fox. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's, it, it wasn't as big as that. But I mean, it, it, it had happened and. You would have noticed, like, some films came out and it was like, like, Allspark pictures at the start. It's like, like, Allspark, like, like, Transformers Allspark? Yeah! Which is, you know, a, a hmm. legacy item in itself. Yeah. Um, but I think other than that, you know, like, this movie, I mean, we often talk about films that are groundbreaking in terms of technology mm-hmm. and special effects and stuff like that. I mean, this movie really did prove that, again, like, we were in a new world of special effect like this was this was bonkers it I mean, really was so many movies followed yeah some people believe that they're all garbage and they yeah they might be right but <laughs> it's fun stuff and look the, the Transformers legacy lives on yeah uh, but this movie starting it off and then just being like hey look this is this is what we can do and this is how much fun we can have with giant robots oh yeah and, and think about how many other movies with like whether it be uh, you know just robots fighting each other or even like monsters and, and stuff like just big Pacific things. Rim. Pacific Rim. Yeah, I was trying to think of what it was called and I couldn't yeah. call it. But I mean like there's got to be influence from that and a lot of movies yeah. being, I mean even, I mentioned Avengers before it was like you know that end fight scene, you know it was described as sort of like, remember the end of that Transformers movie? It's yeah. sort of like that. It's just utter carnage. So there's been those comparisons. Yeah. That's probably that's probably about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the career of real Sheila steel, Wolf. real steel, <laughs> kind of. But yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> Just thinking of anything with a robot in it. Well, yeah, that's yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Chappie, um, <laughs> Chappie. Chappy. <laughs> Transformers meets um whatever that number five is alive. Um, short circuit. Remember yeah. that? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you're completely irrelevant. <laughs> short um, circuit, more like. Like Wally was more influenced by Short Circuit than, or <laughs> yeah. Was it? yeah. Well, there you go, Wally. Uh, you know, influenced by Transformers. There you go. <laughs> it's an autonomous thing. Why not? Um. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, but it's got a legacy. Like, there's a certain you know the sound that the Transformers make when they're like they're yeah. Everyone got it as a ringtone. Like it like, was fantastic. Yeah, it's everybody knows what it sounds like, and you hear it now, and you'll hear it in other media, and it it's being used for different things, but. It's no, no different to like when you hear the T Rex roar from Jurassic Park in another movie. You're like, that's out of place. That's that's a T Rex roar. I'm like, you stole that. <laughs> I, Avatar did it. Oh god, I could not forgive him for that. I could not forgive James Cameron for that. And I bet you they'll do it again. T Rex roar being used for one. Outrageous. Of them. Yeah. Anyway. Outrageous. Um, 
So let's, I mean, let's talk about the movie, I guess. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to talk about the movie? Um, the so you've got here in the you know in your little you know, breakdown of our notes to, to talk about special effects first. So yeah, we've already just touched, we just touched on it, yeah. right, right? but some like just some intri- intricate things around like what they did there. Like ILM did a, a lot of their work with it, um, but Bay and Spielberg as well, because Spielberg was the producer of this, had um, put a lot of pressure on. They knew that CG was going to this movie was going to have a lot of CG influence. Uh, like everything was going to be CG. I can imagine they this still was practical. Put, it'd be madness. Well, no, <laughs> but they still had practical, and they really, really insisted on most of the things like the, um, you know, it's Michael Bay, like the explosion and stuff. Like, yeah. So when you see cars getting blown up with by a robot, for example, when Starscream lands and he lands right amongst two or three cars, those cars are real and they're flying and there's real fire. But there's a CG robot doing it to it. So this is basically yeah. like what we always are advocates for, you know, yeah. like be practical where you can make stuff look as real as possible because it is real and then incorporate the CGI. And put good CGI in there with yeah. it. Yeah. And Instead it of making... You get that seamless... Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming when like Optimus Prime as a truck is driving down the highway followed by, you know, the yellow Camaro, it's like... It's all real. They're real vehicles. Yeah. Real stunt drivers CGI drive that? Like, yeah. Just, Get the cars and drive them. When I said before, when when Bone Crusher, that's the crane guy, when he takes out the bus, the bus is practical. Yeah, and he's not. But the they bus puts the creature, yeah. the robot, like the alien robot, in there digitally. Yeah. I mean, um, Megan Fox must have been CGI this whole movie though, because damn, damn. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Like <laughs> this is. I mean, we almost should have touched on there in the um, in the legacy, like. I think this was my introduction to as a as a six year old oh, my introduction yeah, right. to Megan Fox and that was that was a game yeah. changer. I mean definitely. Definitely knew I was straight. Definitely Thank you, Michael Bay. Yeah. I mean anyway. I mean he he definitely definitely used <laughs> used to <laughs> he, he, he definitely did. used to use her. Um oh, you know, she's cool though. We'll talk about her. We'll later. talk about her. Right. Sidetracked, I got to say anyway, well, special effects wise. So um, I remember I remember watching featurettes about this when we when it first came out. Because featurettes was still a thing back then. Oh, Kid, I remember, yeah, kids, it's so exciting. Yeah. Well, of course, bought the Blu-ray because it was very yeah. exciting. It was fantastic. <laughs> but did you? Can you remember hearing um, that? Like each each robot. So like Optimus Prime when he's when he's having his first initial transformation in front of Sam and that. There's over ten thousand moving parts on his his mm. character. Like you've got big things like the wheels turning and stuff like that. But the character itself. It's so intricate. There's over ten thousand pieces that are moving and like, are moving in and out of each other, and all this stuff. An insane amount of effort and the, detail. I love like that that moment where the the Autobots first, you know, like they arrive, and then that just like that happens exactly what you said. Like Optimus Prime transforms for the first time on the big screen. Yeah. Oh, and is it? It's it's <laughs> funny because every oh, other transformation yeah, that you see on about screen. It. In the rest of this movie, and then every movie that follows is so quick. Yeah, this is the slowest transformation, but it has to be because you're it watching it, and it's almost it's like it's this truck, and then it, it's like you're watching this movie moving parts, and you actually believe it's like that truck is turning into that damn robot. Yeah. Like it's not just like hey, it happened. It's it's this is what's happening. Yeah. This is where the wheels are going. This is yeah. where the doors are folding. And they're into spinning, itself. and then they're 
breaking and you hear them break and all this stuff. Yeah, it's it's incredible. But I actually, I have a theory as to why that one takes a lot so much longer. So you see, as it's happening, he sits there and he, so this is an audio medium, so no one else will see this, but he twists his head like this, like stretching his neck. As if he's like cracking his neck a little bit, like just stretching. Like he hasn't transformed yes. for a while. <laughs> and that's what I think, like it it fits in really well because it is like stretching for the like first time and you're like, oh, oh I'm just yeah, trying it on yeah. for the first time. And then after that, it's like, I mean, how quick does he transform when he's on the highway with Bone Crusher? Like, oh, it's like, it's like it's as fast as Superman. Bang, bang, like, bang, bang, bang. And then he's fighting all of a sudden. It's like when Clark Kent jumps off a building and then turns into Superman. Yeah. It's like, there's no check. It just happens. It's like yeah. lightning fast. Oh. Great. I mean, it's not actually that fast, but... And I'll tell you what, the best transformations in this are the aerial ones. The when ones, the planes... Like, yeah, when they're like spinning up, or the helicopter's like spinning upside down and it goes, and then all of a sudden it's flying off like, as a jet. Yeah, because it's just like, a, it's like, you know, like it's a humanoid shaped you yeah. know, machine that's running, jumps, and then suddenly... Another whoop, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, God, it's so good. I mean, look, this movie is crazy. The visual... And the, the, the reason people love Transformers is because we yeah. get to see these vehicles transform and other things transform into these robot mm. things. Um, and, I mean, look, the some purists would probably say the designs of, of the Transformers, you know, yeah. not... They're they're far com- more complicated than what the cartoon or anything. Well, exactly. Was you because... know, it wasn't just like these cubes kind of yeah. just like folding into itself. There was. Or where like a head popped out of a bonnet all of a sudden. It's like no, yeah. they they truly are morphing in front of you. But even the yeah. designs of like you know Optimus Prime's truck, the the fact that they upgraded you know Bumblebee mm. from a you know a beetle. A, a beetle to a Camaro. It's yeah. like I've, I I get it, but I mean look. This movie's sexy and upgrading their God, looks yeah, and their designs and making it more complicated gave it that alien feel. Yeah. Gave it the, the slick modern blockbuster look to it where it's yeah. like, yeah, this movie is this movie's happening now. Like this is And it felt like that. Well, it felt like that at the time. You can't really find those kind of Nokia phones anymore and you can't really Oh, I mean look, phones in a movie is always gonna age. Yeah. Gonna... I feel like we don't talk about that much in this on this show anymore, like has this movie we talked like about aged? It. <laughs> we talked about it with the Harry Potter one where we said that they don't purposely don't have it. They don't have any technology. Yeah, in those, right? yeah. yeah. When was that movie it would, set? It, it'll like... date it. No one knows when it really is. Until they're jumping on like the yeah. London Eye and the bus. Anyway, yeah. but London always looks old. <laughs> um, all right, you, you, you've got here, right, Michael Bay. That's it. He's, and then you just say explosion, slow motion, all of this stuff. It's like, it is his movie and this is... So before this, what did we have with Michael Bay before this? You had like The Rock, and you had. I'm just trying to think of they. They was not not like this. Bayham. This is where where Bayham began. I feel. Oh, Bayham began. Is that a thing? Well, it did. It did. It, it started somewhere, but now, now you just it's a signature style of filmmaking. Whereas his films before this, like so, The Rock was one of them. We had like what Armageddon, Armageddon, Bad Boys. You know, action yeah. oriented. I mean, there were explosions. There were there was action, but not like this. This there is was different. like the this meaty kind of like man characters yeah, of, yeah. of the film, where it's sort of like, yeah. like we're muscle, we're cool, we're yeah. here, we're badass. I mean, there was Pearl Harbor. <laughs> that was when was that day? Well, that was before two thousand seven. Two thousand one. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Nah, but I think this is a different type of... But I mean, that's a war film, so of can get explosions and things like that. But it, And also, you know, there was quite a lot of drama in that as well. So, mm. I mean, but you're right. Like, this was, I guess, the beginning of of Bayham 
that typical mm. kind of over the top where it's saturated yeah. as well. And well, now you get movies like Six Underground, Ambulance, yeah, you know, where it's just like it is is crazy. Battleship. I mean, he didn't even direct that, and it was his movie. But even like know? the even the ones where he's not just producing like, like executive producing, like he's yeah. like heavy like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and oh yeah, like, they they are his. Like he's still like Battleship and stuff, yeah. and Hungry Hungry Hippo. Do they ever make that movie? No, <laughs> maybe I just made that up. <laughs> well, that was that was an evening on on LSD. That's what that was. <laughs> because I think it was like because I don't think that's real. <laughs> following Battleship, it was like what are they gonna do next? Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> it was like. That would be sick. <laughs> These beast things. I don't know. I disagree respectfully, but that's a no. But I guess the best example of the Bayham films are the Transformers movies yeah. that followed. So that, that's what, yeah. But his signature, the type of film that we do identify him with now, it is all in this movie. There are explosions. Yeah. There are, you know, like, again, like, this movie is actually beautifully shot. There's, mm. like, the way he uses, like, like the the shots of the background with whatever's in the forefront, you know, in his shots, mm. he uses slow motion moments to capture that and let us just look at it. Whether it's something that's just like glistening with sweat, someone screaming, yeah. you know, like again, uh, a robot transforming. Yeah, it's all there. A robot flipping over and it, an incredibly attractive screaming lady, or like, like a, a villainous plane flying over the desert, and it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's like. It's a slow moment. It's, it's yeah. like, we don't need to rush this. Let's enjoy this shot. Yeah. Those kind it's of beautiful. things. The lens flares, you know, like most people would say that's a J.J. Abrams thing, but it's like, hey, look, Michael Bay they is did getting it done. He's getting it done in this. Um, that, that type of signature humour which you get with a lot of the characters. You'd think it would mm. just be like Sam Witwicky and his family, but no, it's like, yeah. you know, Sector 7, um, you know, uh, Totoro's uh, the, the analyst yeah like his yeah even the analyst or like even, even Anthony what's Anderson name? like Bernie Mac is the salesman oh like, I mean like yeah every I mean this movie does have uh, like various different groups and they all meet up at the end but it's like they all have these weirdo characters yeah. thrown in there which is even the military dudes it's like mm. you know what's his name the 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 the, the, the uh, Tyrese Gibson you know like even he's oh, yeah. like he's ex- you know, he expresses himself in such a way where it's just like it's loud, it's over the top. He's yeah. just like, you should see this shit. Like yeah. it's, yeah, there's all and <laughs> but then you just get Sam Witwicky. No, it's I like don't. that weird, awkward. You know, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to him. Um, the movie's cheesy. It's corny. The, yeah. You know, it's 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 all that that you know, stuff you know what i noticed this time around watching it watching again because i haven't watched it for a little while um, maybe it's super sexist it's super <laughs> sexist but it's actually a bit racist too i noticed i first noticed bit of stuff against spanish people <laughs> I, well look, to be fair it's it's all sorts but when i first noticed that like the michael bay and his racist transformers movies was age of extinction i was like wow this movie is one percent racist it's yeah. like really it's just I mean not in a nasty way it's just like you don't hold back like it's just Mm. it's just sort of like I don't know it's hard it's hard to explain but yeah it's it's I see I hadn't paid attention to it until now and now when I watched it I was like oh hey is that that scene in the start where it's just like mate we don't speak English correct yeah English mate English and you're like why (laughs) I don't get it but I guess like to be fair like it is a group of all English-speaking dudes, and it's like, well, you know, if you are going to talk, like, 
we want to understand. So I mean, I guess it's a fair statement, but no, at the same time, no, respect the language. Never, and respect the... No, it's more what it is. Is like the guy who's speaking Spanish. He probably he's being over the top, and he, and a normal person wouldn't be that so forthcoming and pushing the language. Yeah. They'd just be respecting the space, and likewise, other people would be respecting the culture. <laughs> you just wouldn't; they, the, the conversation wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't be there, you know. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the movie takes a moment to point that out, where it could have just glazed over that, and then it's moved like, on to the Spanish like, people are always putting it, push, forcing it down our throats, and white people are always telling them not to. You yeah, know? and it's like that's not actually really what in the world. Because I know, like, like in the fourth movie, Age of Extinction, like you've got um, oh, what is that guy's name? The um. That guy that's in like Hunger Games and stuff. Ah, forget his name. But um, there's like this. I think there's like this Asian because they're in like Hong Kong or something. There's this like Asian assistant or something, yeah. and like he's just ripping into her like, but like again, not just as a person, but just actually criticizing her. Yeah. Like, I guess like Asian tendencies. <laughs> so I'm just like, holy Steve shit! Steve Tucci. Who you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Stanley. Stanley. Stanley Tucci. Steve. Steve. Yeah. Stanley ah, we'll Tucci. call him Steve. It's all good. Oh. <laughs> Oh, racist Steve. <laughs> oh, Steve, Stevie Stanley Tucci. Yeah. yeah. And I imagine, you know, like, it's been a while since I've watched Revenge of the Fallen and um, the Moon one. I didn't like the Moon one, though. Like, there was some crazy stuff in there. But, I like it. You know, like, Revenge of the Moon, it's got... Um, what's Revenge of the Fallen. Why am I... Oh, the Dark of the Moon, sorry, one. Um, it's got the guy, from, um, the guy from Hangover and Community. <laughs> I forget. I'm forgetting all these names. Ken... Ken Yong? Ken Chong? Jong? Yeah. Jong? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm assuming everything with him is probably racist in this movie. Oh, in that probably. Movie. Yeah. So I'll I'll give a I'll do a rewatch and I'll let you I'll I'll tell you. I'll yeah, you know, we'll one come one. back. We'll come back to well, the, probably the, but uh, the the underlying racism that's but the um, permeating all of the, the Transformers movies. The male gaze, I think, is such a Michael Bay thing. Where it's like, look, what do you mean by that? What is ma- the male gaze? When you're watching this movie, this movie is completely told and viewed. The, yes, the yeah. perspective of, 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 of males, yeah. of dudes, yeah, mainly teenage boy Sam yeah. Witwicky, which yeah. is fine, but like, yeah, Michaela, sex object, I mean, yeah, there, like, and all, and, and all it is is, yeah, Sam being a teenage horny dude, there's no other, no other viewpoint that you can have with it, like, but I mean, even like, you know, you got like the military dudes, mm-hmm. and you know, you've got. Um, Josh Demol's like you know wife and it's like she's a gorgeous woman and it's like the yeah. way she's on her webcam like she's at home with this kid yeah. single mum and it's like her hair is perfect she's like angelic yeah. it's like she's like a model yeah. she's sitting there on the other end of this webcam uh, you know not like just sitting there in a robe with like you know oh, I'm just going yeah. to the shower or like you know the kids yeah. every it's like She's ready to walk the catwalk. Like, that's yeah. this movie, the, the way they're interpreted. That that chick in the street where she's screaming, the yeah. transformers, like, flying over. It's, like, another model. Like, it's... Yeah. And... So, it's a dude's movie. It that's is a dude's movie. It's definitely... Yeah. I mean, not to say that chicks don't enjoy this movie or can't, but it's, like, yeah. this has a complete male gaze. Like, the interpreter... Yeah, okay, yeah. The, you know, the gorgeous girl at school... I'm after her and it's like she's you know I want to impress her and drive her home yeah. and all that kind of stuff and then mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's yeah made, made for boys and they look and I'm appreciated not, by the boys that's it I'm a boy and I enjoyed yeah. this I enjoyed this movie and even as I grew into an adult aged mm. person that's how what? I'll describe that it's what? like I still enjoy the movie and I still get a kick out of how sexy this movie is one thing I'd point out as well like so if we're talking just about the way that 
like so you said male gaze and that's a that's a Michael Bay kind of thing. I don't know if what, what I'm about to say is Michael Bay specifically, but it's definitely in this movie and I've seen it in others as well. He's very hyper military but very anti government. Yeah. So the way that way that anyway, in this particular movie anyway, so the military are hyped up to the max in this and they've got you know, it's it's a military funded movie because they've got military involvement in like extras and all of that stuff. But the way that the government and like the uh you know, Sector Seven are portrayed, they're portrayed as idiots and fools and like they're comical. But then you get the military and they're all serious and efficient and there there's no way like there's no beating them. In fact the um John Voigt's character says like basically, yeah, don't mess with Josh Drew Hamill's character is like you know, don't mess with these guys. They don't know how to lose, kind of thing. It's yeah, like, it's like it's like American exceptionalism with the military, yeah, like, like way has, over the top. He has such of... a trust and faith in in how their yeah. boys are trained in the in their military. Yeah. It's like it's his military, like, yeah. he, you know. But it's against the it's, it's against the establishment versus the military. Well, like, in this movie, the, there's a common, I mean, yeah. The the secret of the transformer, the fact that the government knew about it, or at yeah. least a sector of the government knew about it, and they kept it hidden. Yeah, it's it's like, you know. The again, the Secretary of Defense calls them out and says, you know, mm. like, why were why were mm. we not informed and advised? And now we're in a predicament, a situation. Yeah. And they say, and and the bureaucratic thing so to turn around and say is, well, they weren't a threat until now, so you don't need to know. You've got but, one now. <laughs> but the thing is, in most other movies, a secret society like slash agency that was had all of these resources that would cover this up. They'd be more efficient and they'd be more formidable. Yeah. Whereas here, like John Turturro, or is that how you pronounce his name? He is he's comic. It's it's comic relief, mm-hmm. and he's clumsy and they're not efficient. The only guy who's efficient is the other the other guy. We'll talk to him later. But generally, it's like yeah, the the government institutions are useless <laughs> and they're the ones that are fucking up. But the military, they're the ones coming in to save the day. Um, it's a good. I think it's an interesting a- contrast. I like that viewpoint, like you know what you've you've highlighted there, because it's mm. it's true, and I think it is. But I mean, I guess it's it's an easy trope to fall into, like you're celebrating, I guess, like the patriotism that comes with, like mm. you know, the, the defense force, the the military, the you know, the American army. Yeah. You know those guys sacrificing themselves, heroes in their own right, kind of thing. But then it's like the cautiousness that we need to have of. The government, sort of like the American yeah. government. Don't trust the government. Don't trust them and the corruption there and the you know the just just even the, the post credit scene with um, Sam's parents. They're like, That's oh, the it. government will don't like they're lying clearly, clearly lying. And they're like, like yeah. oh, we would always trust the government. They would always help you and everything. It's like clearly that's the movie taking the piss of the government. Like and pointing exactly. out they're not trustworthy. Yeah, so they're, they're not hiding the fact that it's like, yeah. Like, yeah. The government have done wrong in this yeah. movie. Like that's that's what they've done there. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting commentary, I think. So. But you're right. Like, is it a Michael Bay kind of aspect? Maybe, and I guess maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. I guess we'd have to deep dive into a lot of his other movies to see if there's a trend. But I, I mean, I would say he probably would have the same type of approach. But then I'm thinking, like I said, it's probably a common yeah. kind of aspect to have when you are involving the government in some sort of crazy world-ending yeah. thing. Yeah, true. But that's it. Um, so that's your Michael Bayisms, and that perhaps may or may not be. What about the music of this movie? I have to say, this Steve Jablonski's score 
is actually one of my favourites. This is it's, a great score. The um, like the score. the arrival to Earth, um, like these are on mm. my Spotify playlist. But arrival to Earth is just so amazing, and the um, the no sacrifice, no victory, which is towards the the end. Both of those, like they've got like the similar themes, like but they are just so uplifting and so powerful and epic, and I love them. I lo- I just love the I love the whole movie. It is. It's such like it's a, it's a sci-fi vibe to it, yet still yeah. heroic, yeah. Um, on an epic kind of scale for a modern and yeah, of course, like a modern movie. And yeah. what I mean that I mean like it's not. An eighties or nineties mm. John Williams scored film, essentially. Like yeah. for a for a modern like sort of blockbuster movie, this has such an identifiable, memorable score. You can yeah. hum it when you hear it. You know it. You get taken to those scenes with the Transformers doing yeah. things. You remember again, like that scene with Optimus Prime transforming for the first time. Oh, the the music that's a comment, like accommodating it, yeah. is is a part of why that like. I'm not going to say it's as good as, you know, like when you see the Brachiosaurus for the first time in Jurassic Park and the music is elevating that scene amongst all the other things, the actors, their expressions, the sound effects, just the the visuals. But, I mean, this is a good comparison. It's such a visually stunning moment. It's epic. It's pretty emotional because you're seeing, you know, if you've got a love of Transformers, you're seeing Optimus Prime in live action for the first time doing yeah. the thing that the title of the movie says they do <laughs> which is yeah. transform it, and then the music is just an element of it it's like it is yeah a beautiful moment in the film and i think the music is such a key player in that yeah it's it's such a good score it really really and then, is again you throw in some pretty badass sort of soundtrack uh, yeah. songs and things accompanied by you know like that very yeah, that very memorable Lincoln Park, Park song. song like, yeah. Again, I think of it as like modern Lincoln Park because you know it's not. Yes, yeah, yeah, it is. It's not like Meteora or nothing like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's definitely their new wave stuff. It yeah. was their newer, more poppy stuff. But yeah. you know, that's kind of when I was coming into Lincoln Park. I'll admit it. I'd like to the game. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So okay. it was like I kind of got introduced to that at the same time as discovering their older stuff. Yeah, which. I was like, oh, that, that stuff's actually kind of better. But this is cool. And, <laughs> and you know, you can't, like, what I've done, you cannot hear that. When you hear the beginning of that song, do, 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 yeah, do you yeah. not just think, of, oh, Transformers? Yeah, you do. Like, I, I do. I do. It almost, like, especially that beginning part of the song, it feels like a part of the score. Yeah. Which is not. But, like, it is. But it's a very, it's kind of very mechanical sounding, like, intro to a song that, That's you know, a good way of describing it. Yeah. Because yeah, it and does. So it's, and, I mean, and, and I believe, the, the when I was reading up on the trivia of this, um, they, so, Megan Fox was watching Lincoln Park um, during production of this. And so they weren't in, initially, like, meant to be involved in, in this. And then they, they just, she was backstage at the, the show or whatever it was. And then they asked, they said, they found out that they, she was filming Transformers and they said, is there a way that we, you can put us in with a good word? Can we can we somehow feature in mm. this? And that's why, that's where their song, that's how their song is on the soundtrack. It's not during the movie, it's during the credits. Yeah. But then they have it, have it they play a larger role, like it's a main theme almost for the next movie. And the third one as well. Yeah, yeah. So. And actually, that's, that's probably one of the elements that, one of the downsides when you do get to that fourth movie mm. is when... And yeah, I remember, yeah. like, this was one of the first times on social media I'd, like, 
written up. Just a short sort of, hey, I watched a movie and here are my thoughts on it. And it was mm. the first time someone said to me, like, hey, guys, maybe you've got a bit of a you've got a bit of a talent for maybe talking about movies. Because yeah, I guess right. what I wrote was, and I was like, cool. Um, and that just shows how late to the game I was with doing this. But <laughs> I remember in my little, you know, like, five-sentence little write-up, at the end I was mm. just like, I miss Linkin Park. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And that was one of the highlighted issues I had with that movie. Again, I, I enjoyed mm. it at the time, but like, I was yeah. like, it's missing something. And that was the Linkin Park aspect because it was like, yeah. it became such an ingrained part of these films. Yeah, and part of the was, tone and the sound of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, its absence is noted. Its absence, yeah. And missed in our lives. Oh, no. Yeah, don't no, go that place. No, no don't place. go there. Oh, here, we're, about to, we're talking about giant robots biffing on. Oh, uh, you know, pretty much we've got three different co- groups of characters doing their own thing, and then they all kind of come together at the end, really. Well, I have to admit, like, the analyst guys kind of don't really get involved in the last little bit, but they're there, but then they're not. But still. I mean, they get to, they get to see Megatron. Like that. They, they <laughs> do, and they are all on the same helicopter at some point. So it's like, well, yeah. But anyway. They're at the dam. They're but, at the dam. They're involved. For the purpose of what we're talking about here, and for ease, of, <laughs> for the listener... We'll break him into the three different areas. So we've got the military guys. You guys, you you pronounce his name different to me, but I say Josh Duhamel. You say Dumal. Dumal? Josh Dumal. Dumal. Duhamel. Doesn't matter. Josh. One of us could be correct. One of us could be wrong. I'll tell you which one. He's Captain (laughs) Captain William Lennox. He's actually. Do we want want to just talk about all the characters, like, or do you want to do one at a time? What do you want to. How do you want to do this? Uh, well, at least just go through them one at a time and we'll spend as much time well, on each Catelyn Lennox is my favourite character in the movie. Well, there you go. So you might think Sam Witwicky is. And he's close. But no, Josh Duhamel or Duhamel. He's just the man. He's the man. He's the man. I mean, yeah. he's, he is the, like, he is that golden, like, ideal. You know, like, he's, he's the, the soldier, mm. the hero. The man's man, but not in like a, not in like a, cocky, over masculine kind of way. Yeah. Just in a in a in a charming, yeah, um, intelligent. And again, like mm. you, you put it up before, like John Voight's character actually highlights the fact that it's like these these guys are trained. Yeah, you know they know they don't doing. lose. Don't mess with these guys. They that don't just lose. caps off like his character. You know, being mm. the captain of, of this crew. And again, there's banter. A bit of an issue with like the. The, you know, like the no Spanish here, like only English. Mm. But I mean, other than that, it's like he's a nice, charming guy with mm. you know, and you got his gorgeous wife with the gorgeous goddamn baby. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. The way he, the way he <laughs> says, like, he says hello to them on the webcam, he goes, My ladies, or something. My ladies. and I use that like in my, my life, like, like not necessarily like that, my ladies, but you know. I'll say that to the wife, Laura. Sometimes I walk in the door and go, or to the wife and our dog, who will be like, oh, my ladies. So one day, if you have a daughter, it'll be like, yeah, one my day. ladies, my three ladies. We can only hope, Jason. We can only hope one <laughs> oh, day. Yeah, <laughs> or you'll get stuck with a boy and um, all we lost. Oh, no. We'll just have to never, ever listen to this episode or show them this episode ever, ever. Um, but anyway, so Josh Duhamel's performance, like, so the character, yeah, he's the um, he's that guy, that charming Man, you know, man, the man, he's the but the, man. But the, the portrayal—it's a fun. He's fun. He has fun with it. Mm. Like you know that moment where it's ridiculous and he's sliding on his back after skidding the motorbike. It's like slides underneath. Um, I think it's um, Blackout's legs, and he shoot, shoots him up. But he's like, ah, 
kind of like screaming out and stuff. Enough. And it's just fun. He's just he's cool, and you can tell that he, they would have had a lot of fun, reco- um, you know, filming this. No, that's it. And look, like when we're talking about like the the Bayham stuff, like there's there's a lot of corny things in here, and and you mentioned you know the pro military things, a very yeah. very patriot type movie. But, I mean, he, he Lennox gets that line where he mm. says to Sam, "It's like." Once you go out there, like you're a soldier. You're a soldier now. now it's like, yeah. oh man, <laughs> like this kind of movie. Okay. Yeah. It's like, all right, but uh, we've come this far. Let's keep going. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Let's watch these robots be fun. Let's yeah. do this. So it's definitely there's it gets it does get a bit ham fisted at some in some yeah. points, um, and that's probably if I'm gonna say one of the chief criticisms, and we'll cap on it later. That's probably one of them. Is for me is some of that the dialogue is really like. Ugh. Come on, yeah. but look like you, the portrayal's fun, but the yeah. dialogue is sucks. But as you say, like you know, like Michael Bay loves like his military yeah. type stuff in in his films, and, and in this movie, like you know, we get a whole like a whole chunk of this movie is following these guys. Like you know, they, they, you've got that base yeah. scene at the start of the film getting like destroyed. This small bit, like group of guys are you know they're lost in the desert you know like mm. they're trying to contact the pentagon some hilarious stuff there with like the phone <laughs> of like you put me through i don't want to you know mm. i don't want a bundle deal or whatever it is like yeah it's like yeah they're having yeah. there's a bit of fun along the Would way you like a premium service i don't want a premium, I don't service. Want a premium service yeah <laughs> and there's some there's some cool stuff happening there and then yeah we just get that like that perspective like they're the ones on the ground like we're experiencing what is it to be like this invasion like this mm. this mysterious like what is this tech who yep. is it they're speculating where's yep. it coming from so we get all that and like, like Tyrese Gibson's there as well and he's um he's going jokes left cheek left cheek left like, cheek like <laughs> you're like where's your credit card it's left cheek <laughs> You have like a hundred pockets back here, <laughs> so it's like it's a cool little blend of, of humor and action. That's actually my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, the score is amazing during that. That's where you get like kind of that first dosage of um, the American military efficiency, efficiencyism, efficiencyness, or whatever. Um, like where you've got they're, they're in, they're calling in the strike team mm. to come in with the saber rounds, saber rounds, and all that stuff. And it's just a well-oiled machine, and they, and the music, and like you know, as a, as they're laser focusing on the on Scorpion Scorpionox or whatever his name is, Scorpionox. Is that Scorpion Scorpion Scorpio Scorpio something Scorpio? I don't know. Anyway, my point being is that whole uh, scene, it just it comes together with all those different elements with the all of the military band and stuff, and it's fun and epic, and it meet like you said like they're experiencing this invasion and they're like what the fuck is this thing like it's just really cool i i, I really i really like that that particular scene and the, and the military guys i like the dynamic that they have particularly like yeah tyrus gibson and and joshua Amel. i mean the, the spanish guy though you've got him here that's that's is that a, a maury in alaska is that who it is i'm gonna say yeah is that george, so george fig, yeah yeah fig so he almost dies like he gets blown up and then you, then they ship him out, and then you mm. get one of that that perfect, beautiful slow shot of a helicopter landing, and it's white sand with red smoke, like flare smoke, and it's like see again, that's just oh, like one of those shots where it's just like th- this 
this movie has no need to have a scene, a shot like that look yeah. so gorgeous, but yeah. it does. Yeah. And it's literally just them signalling a plane to land. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, with I'm the, all for and it. it's got the voiceover of the of um, John Voigt saying, "Get the guys, get those boys stateside now." Kind of thing. Yeah, just bring them home. And like, like the sun's oh, kind of just, setting, and it's like you're like, oh god! You can't help but just feel all just like, get down straight. Yeah, you bring them home. Get them home. Get them in now. They've just lived through it. Get, it, get again, them back like, here. I keep going back to that conversation where like they're they're having that banter. Like remember weekends and like mm. yeah, like hot dogs and and it's just like and an alligator. And it, it really does put you for no like you don't need this, but it's like. It just sends you to this place of like, yeah, these guys have, you know, probably been on this tour for God knows how long, and yeah, you get enough of just a sense of like, I mean, it is a very typical what you would expect from you know this kind of band of uh you know God's guys here, but it's just like the movie just does a good job of just reminding you of being like, yeah, these guys are on tour, they're 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 away from home, and they're not in a you know, they're not in the real world at this point in time, yeah. So you get that enough to sort of establish where they are. And again, it's very simple. This ain't like, this ain't like Oscar cinema, like, wow, so artsy. But it's just like, there's just enough there to just kind of just create the moment and yeah. put you in there so you strap in. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And you are, and you're strapped in, you're ready to go. Um, I like, yeah. So that's that's the military guys. And so, you know, they, they start off independent. They're survivors of the base attack and they're survivors of the scorpion shooty thingy. Yeah. And then they end up by leading the, leading the, I guess offensive or the de- defensive, the defensive of. Well, they're the guys with the guns. They're the guys with the guns. You know, at the end of the movie, they figure out that they figure out that the saber saber rounds, work the best and mm. all of that stuff. Oh, I mean, like, and they end up by working they take out with a few the Decepticons. The it's yeah, like, they... yeah, it's cool. And you know, like, just to pick up where you know this movie leaves off into the next movie, like, you know, like. Lennox is back and he's mm. he becomes like the leader what does he become the leader of like the, the, the Autobot division or whatever they call yeah. it in that second film and where like they're, they're tactical and stuff where like they shoot out shoot out the eyes of the Decepticon and like they, they yeah. yeah they so they're like basically like Earth's defense the Decepticon SWAT basically the, yeah. Decepticons go, yeah like against the yeah. Decepticons and working with the with the Autobots it's great it's good yeah. stuff um, so so that's the military guys. Then we've got the Sam Wit- Wit- Witwicky stuff. That storyline. So you got Shia LeBeau, um, LeBeau, LeBeauf, LeBeauf. I think it's LeBeauf. LeBeauf. Um, Sam Witwicky. So he is obviously the leader of the movie. Yeah, I mean, like, and he's... he is—he is just chaos in in person <laughs> in Aiden. Right? Like, he's—he is teenage chaos. He's um he so his first scene that he shot was the dog chasing scene. Okay. Um and. He was like one of the dogs. Apparently, like like he kept he just kept on running, and the kept, dogs kept on chasing him, like it, beyond the cut point. Yeah. Um, and then he basically said, like, yeah, that's just the cha- this is the chaos of a, of a Michael Bay film set, I guess, isn't it? Like, um, but <laughs> he dogs don't adhere to, to to cuts. <laughs> yeah, but he's he like as as much as the criticism around the at the moment with um Shire at the moment, right? When like he. He's like Tom Cruise. Like when Tom Cruise runs, he runs. You know, like when Shia LaBeouf is running, <laughs> and when he's he's a fully committed actor. Like he's, it. Yeah. Look, I know a lot of people could probably have a, a lot of much like Tom Cruise. Like a lot of people have issues with Shia LaBeouf and and you know his method of acting, which you know like 
loud, over-the-top, yeah. like, you call it committed, some would say overacting. Mm. Um, you know, like, he'll scream, he'll squirm, he'll be over-animated. I yeah, but he's not like Justice Smith in Fallen Kingdom yeah, screaming over-animated. Like, it's it's a different... It's in, a... Look, in some movies with him, it, it can... It doesn't really... Sometimes I find like it doesn't work, to be honest. Mm. And that's honestly why, you know, he hasn't had... A stellar career mm. following these Transformers, like, and that's just a, that's just an honest mm. thing. Like, there was that Indiana Jones movie, which no one wants to talk about, but I mean, that's that's the whole thing. But <laughs> honestly, like in this movie, it worked. It just it's perfect. I it think really it's perfect. Worked. I mean, I do think they struggle later on when uh, you know, I think you get to the the third movie, and it's sort of like, dude, I've saved the world twice, and you're showing me no respect. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, his character is a bit in a bit of turmoil there, but. In this movie, it just works. He's a he's a kid, and look, and at the end of the day, this movie with everything that's going on, mm. it's a movie about a boy getting his first car, and that just being a crazy circumstance that sets mm. him on this wild adventure. That's, yeah, that's he's, all it is. Super horny. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make this movie by being like, really <laughs> poetic. He's just like, and he's super horny. <laughs> But it, but it, it is though, and it, but it is the dynamic with his parents. He's a teenager, is, yeah. He's just a teenager. Um, but because all, all he wants to do is hook up. That's all he wants. The car oh, is mean, the car is to hook up. That's it. And then when he when he has the that, car does that. I mean, yeah, the no, car literally. He makes does. That in fact, he's got no big. game. It's the car that's got the game. Right? I mean, but, I love Bumblebee's the whole aspect of like he has no voice box. He yeah. talks through the radio yeah. with that. Like I love that. It's you know it's a creative way to just sort of. Have him speaking and communicate, but not just speaking. Like, yeah. this ain't Kit from Knight Rider. This ain't yeah, that yeah. car from Inspector Gadget. I can't think of any more talking cars. <laughs> I'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> They're my two go to ones. But, you know, like. Lightning McQueen. I mean, yeah, but like. <laughs> yeah, I know. It works, and it, it gets in the girl. Yeah. And it is. And this is. I mean, if this was the real world, like. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf is so out of Megan Fox's league. Like, like let's not... I, oh, I mean, 100%. But I mean, look, he's he's got this quirky charm and there's moments, there's justifiable moments in this movie where it mm-hmm. shows that it's like, you know, he's proving to it that it's like, he's something else. He's something yeah. different. To, and again, just speaking in this movie, it works. It actually... It does. It really does. And... You, you just you just buy. I think with everything that's ludicrous, you just go along with it, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. she's falling for this this dorky weird guy. Like the, the yeah. scenes in the car where he's like, oh, I'm so into like muscly, you know, like bulging guys, and he's like, he's like so we've just put this in. He's gonna look at look at my mirror my mirror ball and with, uh, like, yeah, 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 hilarious. <laughs> so so that, that's a new addition to the car. So, so awkward. He's had the so car for, a, for a day. The the shot where he's like when he's on his bike and he's like. He's calling the police and he's like, my car's been stolen, I'm in pursuit, send send the whole squad, send everyone. Send everyone. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's great. And his attitude towards like authority and just standing up for himself and then at the same time like making a bargain to, you know, you know, get get, her, get, get um, Michaela off, off yeah. the thing. And it's like, you know, like he he steps up and he shows it like he's not a pussy. Like yeah. he's there. He's he he's, he'll stand up for, for himself, and then there's just the awkward interactions with him and his parents, which are just wonderful. Yeah, like the parents in this movie. Again, another aspect that's missing from that fourth one. Yeah, is that whole 
dynamic. And yeah, it does kind of dry a bit, thin, become a bit thin sort of towards when you know, we get to the third movie. But just like Ron and Judy, Kevin Dunn and Julie White. Yeah. They, just, I mean, they're so good. Like, I could watch they're a movie just... with just them just commentating on yeah. things and just... Yeah. And I think that's why they use those snippets of... Of them in the, you know, in the credits. Yeah. It's, just like, it's just so funny. The earthquake stuff. Yeah. It's like, quick, Judy, get in the, under a door frame, yeah. under a table. Like, you got there really a... quick. <laughs> How did you get over there so fast? Yeah. Sam's happy time. Like, yeah. like no, Judy. It's like, stop talking. The... Like, we, you don't talk. <laughs> it's a father and something. Just yeah. the uncomfortable awkwardness of all this. And, and, and maybe watching this as a 16 year old that's why it works yeah. so well and is now ingrained in my head but yeah. I still find enjoyment watching it now oh I do those too those scenes like they're, they're great they are they're really good I mean a lot a lot of the human I mean the very the first act is about mostly like Sam's around them or like buying the car with Bernie Mac and all of that it's just all fun fun humour fun quirky stuff mm. where it you don't feel like it's too serious a movie. It's only when you get to that later part, like the last act, where you're like, oh, shit's real. <laughs> real death. Real things are happening. <laughs> it's all going on. Um, but this part, it's all like all fun and games. Like, yeah, like you said, riding down the street, chasing the car. But the next time, it's like, I can't. I've got to run my cars chasing me or something. <laughs> 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 I'm being followed by my car. Or yeah. I'm being stalked by my car. Like, it's funny stuff. Um, yeah. I don't really like. We've got a few other names here, like you've got Catch Captain Archibald Wiki, like the grandfather, played by yeah, um, W. Morgan Shepherd. Like you see him for a little bit, and like then, there's this so. whole backstory, the Wiki legacy, yeah. And all of that comes down to like, and and um, what's his name? Like Kevin Dunn. So Ron says, the dad says, the family motto, which is yeah. no sacrifice, no victory. But it's this and whole... the, the granddad says it, and then it all comes around where you know. Shy is like Sam's like he has to sacrifice himself or put himself in some really horrible oh, farm. He, he, He's like no he sacrifice, no. Yeah, yeah. He's a soldier now. Hmm. But I mean, like there is this very unbelievable like, link to you know the the Witwicky legacy to Sam, like because of the, the grandfather's glasses, which I yeah. still don't really understand. Like the 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 map, the coordinates where he graved on his glasses through, like, the shadow. Like, okay, I don't know how that works. But whatever. I'm, I'm all for it. It's We're here. Because he put them on eBay to try and hawk him. Um, that's why yeah. the Autobots tracked him down. And yeah. it's all happening. I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, it's so ridiculous that it's just, like... Well, I mean, and we not? see this. We see that. I mean, it happens later in the movie as well. You see, so, the Hoover Dam... It only exists to hide the all spark, yeah. and that's the entire history of it. Was I do, I, and they do that throughout the series, like, like the they moon just wreck on stuff, like the, the moon, moon landing stuff was because of the pyramids. Yeah, the pyramids have got machines in them. Like they just retcon all of these huge moments in like in human like civilization. Until eventually, it's sort of like yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, the uh, the Transformers have been here for like a thousand years, yeah. uh, or millions of years, or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and what? it's like, what the fuck is like, going on here? Inside <laughs> the planet, like this whole time. And it's, so it's in it. All, right. all of those uh, people look at them as down, like um, you know, negative things for the rest of the series. But they're in this movie as well. But well, it's yeah, just it's, it. it is a different. I guess it's maybe just slightly handled it's differently. It's not know, as dramatic, I, I suppose. Yeah. It's just like oh, it's just it's just one structure, not. Mm. this epic monument like yeah. the moon <laughs> like, not the moon but but the moon landing and stuff like is there that. something in the moon there's a crash ship in the moon on the moon right yeah and it was like really big 
God, it's yeah, it was hu- it was I've huge, and it had lots of those like little transportation pillar things. Yeah, when um when when Sam is taken with his dad, and these are great moments again, where it's like you bought me a Porsche. It's like, he was like no, like I didn't. you're joking. You're right, I didn't. Like, mm. well, I'm not. Um, but they go to a Bernie Mac. God rest his soul. Oh. Like what? Like what? A shining light in this movie. I was just so like, good. Just fantastic humor. There's my mama, my mammy. It's like you crazy. Bitch. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Manny. <laughs> but it's just like like he's just this crazy over the top salesman yeah. and car thing, but with such charm to him, mm. it's just like you came like you buying your first car and you came to me. It practically makes you family. family. It's like <laughs> Mate, you're making me want to buy a car. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I will. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he's so like, good there, in this. There's great stuff in, in this movie with him. Um, I really don't understand um, Sam's friend Miles and <laughs> what a quirky, weird dude. Yeah, and it's just weird. Like, what like, movie is he from? Can you remember? I, I don't know. but it's I know like, he's in something. Why are you, like, what are you doing? Well, he tree. might be in Lords of Dogtown. Something weird like that, sure. Would have been around the same time. There's the there's the Trent character played by Travis Van Winkle. I only know him from eventually he'll be in that Friday the Thirteenth remake <laughs> with them. Oh yeah, he looks yeah. familiar. Is he? In... That's the only movie I know him from. Yeah. Sure and other stuff, but like, I mean, he's that he's that typical douche thing, and he's meant to be the yeah. the opposite of Sam, making Michaela. You know, like yeah. be like I deserve better, and this is better. Does, does... I suppose. Uh, but I mean, oh, he is that just that. Pure just douchebag. Like, he's like, he's like, but does my little bunny want to ride up back? I'm so nice, little bunny. Yeah, yeah I can't tell you how much I'm not your little bunny right now. <laughs> Michaela, even though, you know, we're talking about this movie being like, we it's viewed through a male glaze, as many shots mm. of her butt or her like midriff you know, or whatever. <laughs> Is that what they call it? I was going to be like, her your belly. tight, tummy belly. <laughs> them abs. The ten, them the, abs. Them abs. Are there abs there? I don't think so. I don't know. Or like, just her back sweat. Like, this movie. Like, it does it. Like, it doesn't shy away from showing as much of her as possible. And look, I'm all for it. I'm a guy. What can I say? Bay does it in in, um, in Ninja Turtles as well. Also with Megan Fox. Yeah. No, as in, he does it to her. Like, yeah. Remember the scene where she's bending over in that? I'm, and I'm what's there. his... Yeah, um, I'm there. I'm there, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, yep. Yep. Don't need to describe it. I'm, I'm there. How <laughs> she has not sued him, I do not know. I mean, unless she's fully on board with it. I remember, like, wasn't there... I mean, this is a bit of sidetracking, but, like... Wasn't there? Mm. There was a bit of controversy with, and the reason she's on the third movie, um, there was an incident involving Steven Spielberg, something about slagging off Jewish people or something. Oh, but, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, no, a bit of controversy, uh, but it was followed by a personal apology from Megan Fox to Spielberg. Yeah. Okay. Hence why, like, Ninja Turtles happened. And I was think- it to Spielberg or to Bay? Um, it might be to both, but mm. I don't know. But I remember okay. Spielberg being involved in the in the issue and stuff. Yeah, okay. Again, I'm not sure how serious it was, but it. I mean, I'm sure she wasn't being like completely a, a wreck about it, but it mm. might have just been something that came off a bit derogatory or something. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, it got resolved, and she worked with Michael Bay again. And collaborated twice more. Plus, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, I mean that's all the. I mean, like a bit of a sidetrack and. Won't dwell on that. Can I just say though, like she is, she performs well in this movie, in this series. Like, well, that's what, I was, that's what I was trying to say, and then I got distracted by thinking mm-hmm. about it. But um, you know, like except this, the "I'll drive you shoot" moment. Other than that, 
She, it's a really good, and in the next yeah. movie, they're really good performances. Despite just making her a sex symbol woman object in this movie, it's yeah. like, you know what, they do enough with her character to like, mm. you know, she gets involved in the action and she's there and, yeah. you know what, you can't help but get caught up in like the romantic moment of like, you know, it's like, you know, in 10 years, you, you, you're going to look back and be like, uh, are you going to say, I wish I got in the car? Or and then late, and later on, she's like, I'm really, no matter what happens, you, I'm so you, glad like, I got in the car. You can't help but just feel like all gushy and being yeah. like, and again, this is just like rompy teenage, just like crap. Yeah. But, you know, it's solid gold crap. It's it's good. Solid so, gold crap. I acknowledge that this is just garbage. Solid gold but, nugget of poop. But it's 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 sold to us. In a nice little package, and I like it. I we like were the we the were package. the target market for this. Oh, exactly, case. and it works. And I'm not going to knock anyone for telling me that it doesn't, because I'll be like, you're probably right. <laughs> but if anything to go but, off, both our wives are keen are keen on these movies. So they join it's, it's, a, it's a good sign. Should it's we, a generation. Should thing. we tell the audience? I think because we both had the same experience. We both privately watched these movies. Not yeah. like we didn't watch them together, but you mm-hmm. didn't watch it with your wife. I didn't watch it again with my wife. And we were told off for it. Yeah. My wife yeah. walked in literally as like the credits started playing and she was just like, I would have watched Transformers with you. Yeah. Well, she, sorry. Like, <laughs> I thought you had something better to do sorry. with your yeah. life. <laughs> <bad>. This is work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, like they were both upset. So that's, I like that. That's that's a good... Um, it's, a good it's a good indication that this, although like we said, it, it's through the male gaze, it's through the male lens, but there's something in here for other people. They're really... Yeah. Hey, look, I've, I've always said, you know, like, when this movie first came out, I was just like, wow, like, this movie, and, like, this is probably not a true statement, but I was just like, this movie really does have everything, you know, like, from special effects to, like, there's the comedy, hmm. you've got car chases, you've yeah. got great action and the stuff. Music. It's like, it's... yeah, the music sounds good. I'm like, this really is... It's a good movie. Like, a multi-quadrant. I don't know how many quadrants, but it's, like, multi-quadrant. It's covering hmm. a lot. Yeah. Know? There's military stuff, there's... There's comedy. There's, there's romance, there's family. It's just like... And that's just like... Hmm. It, it's, it, it should be a mess. It really should. But it's not. It's 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 just blockbuster fun. And I think it calms down at the core. Hmm. You've got Sam Wiki. Wiki. You've got Sheila Booth hmm. and all the elements that link to him and how they eventually incorporate that whole thing with the other storylines. Yeah. It really blends. But what is... Um, What's next? Well, we've got the analyst guys as well. Now, I have to admit, these guys probably are the least important um, or at least prominent in the movie. But well, it gives us it gives us a point of view of like, okay, what is the government doing about this? And from mm. the perspective that we've got, the government that we're looking through this movie, like through the view of, mm. they don't know. Like they're actually you They've know got no Secretary idea, John Voight, Secretary of Defense. Um, you know, John Keller, he doesn't know what's going on. Mm. He's like, what is this? We need as many skilled people as we've got to try and crack it. Is this another country? Yeah. Is this something else? Like, what is this threat? Yeah. We need to work it out because we got no <laughs> idea. Do you think this movie would have been okay without this storyline? I think it does give a bit of an... It kind of... I think without it, the movie would just come across as hey, we've got these aliens in the here and now the yeah. action. And yeah. obviously you've got all the stuff with Sam and then the military are sort of like other muscle fighting them off. So we've got the action stuff there. We've got yeah. the comedy, the awkward teen stuff. I think without the analysts, we do miss out a key thing that surprisingly enough, 
kind of grounds the movie. It does again. Mm. It gives that perspective of like, okay, there's people investigating this, and it gives yeah. as a, as an audience as the first movie that we're watching with these Transformers. We want to go on that journey of like, okay, what are the Transformers? Because mm. like we're not going to get you know. You can get the exposition dump from Optimus Prime telling Sam who they are, what they are, and how yeah. they work. But I think the journey of discovering about, like discovering them or learning about them before that happens, is fun and enjoyable. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe, maybe your issues with it might be because you know already. So sort of like rewatching it, being like, yeah, ah, they're yeah. analyzing this sound, and it's just like, ah, it's just a transformer sound. It's all good. Like, what's the sort of get on? But I guess like. Well, there's a few. Initially... There's a few other little criticisms with it as well. It's that you know you've got Rachel Taylor, who's like the leader of the little analyst group, who figure it out. She's an Aussie, so I really doubt there'd be an Aussie working at the Pentagon. Just saying. Well, I mean, it's it's highly true. unlikely. That's racist, but <laughs> <laughs> to us it is. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like it's. <laughs> national security. I don't think they're going to let an Aussie in that room. But if they are. Like maybe, but um, it's not just that. They also seem a little bit, um, like they're dressed in like, they're not, they're not, they're not dressed in like corporate wear or anything like that, which is what those environments yeah. are. Well, I suppose like they, the, they just feel a little, feel a little bit amateurry and sleuthy. They're sleuthies, people. Mm. Whereas that's not. Well, I mean, like the these were people that were invited to, the consult. And yeah. I suppose they were still being monitored by like government officials. Yeah. They weren't just like given free range. Yeah. She had access to what she had access to, and then it was like whatever happened then. Well, yeah, and she snuck herself into a room. She just stuff like that. But that was after she had, she was the one that did discover it, and and mm-hmm. you know, I guess like work out what was actually going on. Yeah, and she wasn't meant to be in that room, but then it was because of John Voight's character that it was just like, no, we're having a conversation with this person yeah. and her team. Um, but look, I. I enjoy. It. I do think like we do just get an extra voice in terms of like a, a, a different. Per- I like. I do like the idea that we do get different pers- perspectives of what's happening. Sometimes yeah. with, with these types of movies, and I guess you can also compare it to like the best comparison would be to like those disaster movies where yeah. sometimes you get the different points of view. You've got um, the family man on the ground kind of thing. Mm. Then you've got what's the military doing? What's the government doing? What's you know like yeah some other extension of the family doing in a different location mm. and whatnot. And then it all kind of comes together. Sometimes it's like they never interact and it's just sort of, oh, we're just watching different viewpoints. Yeah. At least with this one, at least they come together. And then when they realize they don't need the analyst anymore, yeah. I guess they do like, they do kind of like sideline them. They disappear. Yeah. They go, but look, you get Anthony never to be Anderson seen ever yelling again. and doing things and the donut scene. And you know, yeah. like, again, there's just... There's I mean, he's just fun to watch. To like, you know, they're hackers, but they're dancing. They're on, like, the little dance mat. And, like, it's they're, just fun. It's just, just different. Yeah, they're just everyday people. They're all crazies like the rest of us. But, yeah, I completely understand your... So, would you cut them? Would you... No, I just wonder if they were cut, <laughs> would you notice it? <laughs> like, it's just one question. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's like, it's like, stop talking to me for 20 minutes about my <laughs> damn question, all right, Jace? Should have asked it. Um, <laughs> No, no, it was. It's more one of those things of if that was not not part of the movie, would it have an impact? Would it? Would you notice it if it wasn't there? And I'm I'm mixed on it because they're not they're not they're fun characters, they're fun yeah. sequences. Are they needed? Probably not. But I mean, again, like if they weren't in there, you I mean you wouldn't know they were missing. 
But then, no, no, but, but then mean, there might be that feeling of like, I feel like we needed a bit more in terms of just like what, because then it would just come across as aliens are here, and now robots are beefing up. So that's our analyst, you know, like like yeah. So to 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 I guess summarize that may or may not be important, but they add value. So <laughs> yeehaw, I guess. Um, then we got our last little group of people, who I don't know. Some people like them, some people don't. But you got the Sector Seven guys, like the John Turito, and you got um, we mentioned him. So he's Agent um, Seymour Simmons, and you got Michael O'Neill plays Tom Banachek. Um, he's the guy who's like the leader of Sector Seven. Seven who kind of comes in, and he's actually a really cool character. He's the guy with the like I've got the secrets. The I've got the secrets, but the confidence, and you know, you yeah, need to listen to me. You actually need to listen to me. Whereas John Tur- Turito is actually clumsy and bumbly and blah blah blah. Whereas that other guy, Michael O'Neill's character, you're like, no, okay, don't no, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. They, no, that's the serious side of the it's scene. It's funny, like, as as bonkers as uh, and bizarre as Tatara is in this movie, it's like by the time you see him again in uh, number three, it's like he's a completely different character. He's like nuts so in that movie. So he's so grounded in this, which is a weird thing to say. Is it number three where he's in the butcher shop? Or is it number two? Um, I think it might have the second one where there's a butcher shop. And then the yeah. third one, I think he's just... Yeah, He's just yeah. a crazy person at Yeah, home. that's right. Yeah, in like his right. mansion thing or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. he's in. But he's just... Yeah, he's just nuts. And it's just like... It's just too John Tur- um, Tuturo is... I can't even get his name correct, but um, can you remember? He's a really good actor. Can you remember him in um, is it Mister Deeds? <laughs> Very sneaky. <sneaky-sneaky. laughs> Let me rub your feet. Well, that and uh, like the Big Lebowski. Is it the Big Lebowski? Yeah. Haven't seen it. Big Lebowski. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware that he's in it, um, but yeah, anyway, he's a he's good. He, he he's a. He's a very good serious actor too, but he, obviously not in this. He's not a serious actor. But. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's one of those guys that can do those that comedic things. And I mean, look, the majority of what he's doing here is for comedy. It's it's yeah. it's for laughs. But but again, it's it's not like it's so goofy that it doesn't work. It's 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 more like look, there's a serious nature to what he's talking about. Yeah, the elements of what's going on. But he's a character that. Yeah, he's just he's got a personality, so he's he's and again it's cartoony, but it it, yeah. it works and it kind of fits in this bizarrely grounded movie. Now, I don't know this, I can't remember, but is Sector Seven part of the Transformers universe? I couldn't even tell you. No, I can't either. Couldn't even maybe, tell. Maybe listeners can tell us. I know that like so Mission City where they have the the climax. Sure. That's part of Transformers lore. That mm. but Sector 7, I feel like it is, but I can't remember the, the human elements of Transformers I remember from when I was younger. There's a kid called Sparky. Hmm. I think that was his nickname. I don't know. But he wasn't. it wasn't a Sam Witwicky. I know that much. Yeah. That's yeah. as far as I got. And I'm vaguely... From memory. Vaguely remembering it. Because it was quite a long time yeah. ago. I've so. literally got all of, like, Generation 1 online. But I you haven't seen I, it. I think it's a complete series. It's actually down there. Listeners can't see what I'm pointing at, but Rob, you can. Oh, I can see it right, right there. Yeah, big oh, tin. With your, with your Bumblebee and the Optimus Prime. Figurine yeah, and your Optimus big, Prime. Uh, big tin of uh, animated series, and I've watched like half of it. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, it, it was a while ago when I watched it, like you know, back when DVDs were a big thing. But <laughs> I've already forgotten a lot of it. I think I was drunk the most of the time. <laughs> anyway, I don't have problems. Um, but anyway, the Sector 7 guys, so... I think that's a fun little addition to the story. Well, it adds sort of like a mythology yes. to the everything that's going on. It's yeah. like, 
the yes, first like, seven, including Hoover, built the dam. And, yeah, like, yeah, and again, like you said, like it's sort of history bending alternate kind of things. Like there's a secret behind this, you know, this monument, this feature. What do you call the Hoover Dam? Like, what is it? Is it a monument? I mean, it's a dam. It's, it's a, a mega structure. It's a mega structure. Yeah, yeah, it's actually yeah. a function. But, you know, it's a, it's a tourist place, isn't it? Yeah, it is. People yeah. go there, take photos. It's a yeah, tourist place. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's history bending. It does add this element of, like, you know, like, oh, there's this secret conspiracy thing. So, you know, there's fun to be had. They mm. try and replicate that multiple times throughout this series of films and in in like the last night or whatever that movie's called it's like oh, oh, goes, oh, goes, way trying out of to change like the whole history of man with it's just like nah come on guys it's too much yeah. this whole secret society of knights and mm. oh like the wit wiki thing is brought back like it's too much it's just too way much. too much yeah. way too much <laughs> the shark has been truly jumped but the sector 7 stuff for this is pretty good I think it's alright it's fun it's fun it's a good addition even if I don't like the character I don't mind the character. I think it's funny when he gets pissed on by Bumblebee. That's good fun. That is that is good. But you know what? Look, we've reached that point where all we've got really left to talk about is just the Transformers. The set yeah. on Autobots, the Decepticons. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it is almost uh, almost offensive that we really haven't talked about them that much <laughs> so yeah, true. far. But let's, let's do it. I mean, we don't have to sit on them a lot. But look, we've got Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Jazz, Ratchet, Ironhide... And Barricade as the Autobots. We've got Megatron, Bone Crusher, Frenzy, Starscream, Blackout Brawl, Scorponok, um as our as our Decepticons. Discuss. <laughs> is Barricade a Decepticon or a... I think Barricade is a... Um, Could be right. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's bar- I think Barricade is a Decepticon. Because I think Barricade is... Yeah, barricades is the cop car. Just so you know, I, I, I not disagree with you. I believe that, that might so. just be uh, a anyway, separation what, in my notes. But what what is what's really cool about these 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 characters, right? So Peter Cullen, who plays Optimus Prime, he voices Optimus Prime in the cartoons and stuff. Like he's he's carried through from an earlier series and stuff. Um, and in some of those um, feature-length, you know, animated films and stuff, mm-hmm. Peter Cullen is, is Optimus Prime. And he's also I really, Eeyore, I, which also... Oh, I didn't mind. know that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, that's awesome. You'll never not hear it. It's, yeah, now, 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 now that he's saying it. But um, it's such a unique signature voice, too. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I think his portrayal, it's really cool. I, um, I didn't realise until only recently that Hugo Weaving was Megatron. Yeah, I mean... It's, and it's... They, he's only Megatron for the first two movies and he's not Megatron anymore. Oh, they they get a different they get a different actor. Did they get that guy that replaced him in Avengers Endgame? <laughs> that would be cool. That really good... That, um, that guy from Walking Dead? <laughs> who, who, who is like um, one of the world's best impressionists or something like that. Yeah, well he does... He does a... I mean, he's, a, he's the voice actor as well as yeah. an actor. Yeah. So he does some cool stuff. But the... Um, so the... the um, the Autobots. So, um, out of that, Jazz doesn't survive. Jazz is a Porsche, and he gets ripped in half. Yeah, I found it really disturbing. I only really noticed it for the first time that, like, at the almost the, the last shot, you know, when they're in the city, mm. and like Optimus Prime just standing there with the two just holding part, him, and yeah. they're just like the parts are just dangling. I'm just like, wow, yeah. this is kind of disturbing. Yeah, it's like, like, there's your buddy. Put him down, man. Like, just 
Put why, him down. Yeah, why is he not kind of tucked over the side there? Yeah, like, why are you just so. holding him? <laughs> um, but, yeah. And what, what, what I noticed, right, in, in this, and I don't remember seeing it in the cartoons and stuff, is that the Autobots and the Decepticons are different sizes. They're meant to be the same. But, like, Megatron and Optimus Prime are huge. Well, like, Jazz is tiny. I suppose it's And Bumblebee's also... not very big either. But then on the Decepticon side, you've got... Bone Crusher is that giant truck. Yeah. And you've got, um, uh, I think it's Brawl, but they also, in the um, subtitles, is listed as something else. But it, but his name's not that. It's just a, it's just an error. But he's the big tank. I suppose it's a weird thing because because but he's huge. When you get to like like the later movies, you know you've got like, and I suppose from the cartoons as well, like you've got like Unicron and stuff. Like you've got like planet sized, mm-hmm. um, like auto Transformers, like oh, yeah. Autobots and Decepticons. Like you know that there's that giant wheel in the in the second movie. There's, yeah. There's that thing that like is like, you know skyscraper size in the third film oh like, yeah like they're full like it's crazy a big worm I suppose it's just like any other sort of creature they can come in all shapes and sizes the like when when the Autobots first land on Earth like you can see like they're just sort of like this very basic robotic kind of mm-hmm. sleek kind of creature and yeah. then they adopt the um like the designs that they have which Hmm. Remember we were talking about Bumblebee and like the continuity era. That has a shot of when they're back, when they're on um, Cybertron. I feel like that's the first time we've said Cybertron in this whole podcast. No, it's the second, second time. time. Very good. I definitely said it. But the, you know, there's a shot at the beginning of Bumblebee where it's they're on Cybertron and it's like they already have their... Like Optimus Prime is red and blue. He already right. has their designs. They're not exactly like truck-like and stuff like, like mm. they don't look like the vehicles but they're enough and I'm also just like well, why do they why do they change into anyway I just I just felt like none of that made sense even though it looked cool I was like yeah why but anyway that's yeah. a different movie it is um, with um, with Megatron he's he's the only one who transforms into his alien vehicle rather than he's a um, like he doesn't adopt, he doesn't, yeah. So he, 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 so they, they, the creators purposefully did that um, as a way of going, yeah, like, screw you, Earth, I don't give a shit about you, I'm not, I'm yeah, not, like, I don't I'm need not to disguise. transfer you. Like, yeah. I am what I am, which is... Yeah. Whereas yeah. everybody else is trying trying to disguise themselves and, and remain... Mm-hmm. I do like how they kill, they basically kill Megatron in this movie and then the first moment they have in the next film, it's just like, oh God, we got to bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> we made right. a mistake, he's not done. Yeah, I mean, he endures so long, so much longer than he used to. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, they kill Optimus in the next one, and then he doesn't die either, so... Oh, just like that animated movie. Oh, what, uh, how good is that sequence when Optimus dies in the next movie? Yeah, well, it just happens so early on that it's just like... Bullshit. No, but he, like, takes on three of them, and he's like... He kicks, mm. Oh, it's good. It's good, tasty cool. stuff. What did you think of the... Like, the voices that they have in this movie? And I'm not just talking, like, Optimus Prime and Megatron, you know, like... I like Ironhide, and I like... John Cullen playing Optimus. So they obviously Jazz I didn't care for. So they take on like you know very earth like modern voices and even yeah. you know Sam points out he's like uh would hey, you learn how to speak like that? Yeah and it's yeah. like oh you know the reason being like oh we learned through the internet. Mm. Okay, the World Wide Web but you know we talk like that. Yeah. I mean they justify it and make it make sense and it does again give that modern sort of thing and again purist 
imagine we've been not very pleased with all of that. But yeah. it does work, and I think for a general audience appeal, it gives that sort of relatability and yeah. I guess earthbounds them. Like it's, <laughs> I don't really have an issue with it, but I, don't either. I can understand. I can see where would. some would, but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't and have it's an issue. It is justified. Well, I mean, to be honest, I remember when I first saw it, and then they, like, yeah, jazz. Jazz is dancing around and flipping and stuff, and he, and he sounds very much like a gangster. <laughs> um, and then the immediate you know, explanation is, no, we learned your languages and your ways from the World Wide Web. And I'm like, ah, that's funny. And, he, and I accept it. I don't have any... Because it's no... like, okay, well, that makes sense. I, yeah. what, what I find funny is that Bumblebee, at the end of this movie, the voice box is fixed. He's talking. He still sounds... Like, he doesn't... Yeah. He still sounds very robotic. He's just yeah. like, I would like to stay with the boy. And it's like, okay... Yeah. Um, again, you go on to the next movie straight away. It's just like, oh, your voice box is playing up again? Just so we can get back to that element yeah. of the, the radio. Because it's such a cool thing. Yeah. It's such a cool thing. But I just, yeah, it's just like, this movie tried to wrap things up and then like, no, 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 we still, we still want that aspect. Yeah. We still want that. So it's... Yeah. I guess when they made this, they weren't 100% sure what, if they were going to be jumping down straight into the second one or not. This movie might bankrupt yeah. <laughs> this studio. But it clearly did not, to the tune of $700 million. Um, so that's them. That's the Autobots and Decepticons, and we finished it up. Um, well, I guess we, it is kind of worth pointing out, you got there's a couple of the... you got your big ones, but with the Decepticon side, there's two there's smaller ones as well. you got that Scorpion weird thing, um, which um, Scorpio, Scorpion Knock... I said Scorpionox before. The Scorpionox. I Scorpionox. But Scorpion I mean, again, I could have um, just typed that. Who knows, man? So he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a minion to... Did uh, <laughs> you just go... <laughs> to Blackout. Blackout. He's a, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and then you got Frenzy, who's the guy who like, turns into the CD player and stuff. He's Lewis the minion Ward. to the police guy, which is Barricade. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. I like how they... I like how, like, you know, when we're in, like, the Sector 7 sort of discussion and, you know, like, the secret mm. area, and they show the demonstration of, like... The Nokia the, phone. And just, yeah, like, yeah. the cube, like, the Energon thing or whatever it's called. I don't know, man. We're just making words up. But, like, when it zaps the so phone... So do they. Don't worry. Michael Bay made words up, yeah, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool. But is, am I, is it the move, words that were in this movie? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, it zaps a bit of technology, and then it becomes... Transformer. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, like, there's, like, technology that creates their life. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, the, the, the cube, the AllSpark thing, it's a MacGuffin. But, hey. It's not just a MacGuffin, though, like, because when, you know, Sam hits it on the pavement and, like, the dude carrying the Xbox and the car and the, the vending machine turns into... Like, yeah. that's just fun. And I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see more just... You know stuff like that that reminds me of like inanimate objects all of a sudden become animated and you know machines. Do you remember that Y two K episode of the Simpsons Halloween thing where it's like all the appliances came to life? Yes, like a like that's yeah. what I felt like when I was like the vending machine comes to life yeah. and like the just yeah. all bit. I was just like, yeah, this is yeah, this is madness. It's pretty cool though. Madness is fun though. Just it's, some fun. I think it's I think fun, it's fun. And that's. And that's our review. <laughs> yeah, it's fun madness. It's fun madness, and that—I mean that—that's a pretty good way of summing it up. And we are almost are going to sum it up, I think. But we're probably going to have to do our groovy little quiz, aren't we? Let's get straight into it. Yeah, cool. All right, well, I'm going to get—I got—I'm questioning, questioning you. I'm quizzing you. <laughs> questioning me. Quizzing you, but I've just got to bring my quiz up in front of me. Um, all right, well, here we go. Ten questions in approximately sixty seconds. Question one. 
What is the name of the band on Sam's T-shirt? He wears it for half the movie. Yeah, pass. Ah, rush. Uh, rush? Uh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Question two. Um, name one of the pendants that hang from Sam's rearview mirror. Uh, uh, a bumblebee. Yes, that's yes. one of them. Yeah. There's and, another. A, and a dice? Uh, I don't have that. I've got another thing, though. Sure. But, yeah, um, yep. A mirror ball. He's also got a mirror ball. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, something. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. something. Yes. <laughs> Question three. What does Frenzy transform into first? Oh, God. What the heck? Which one is freaking Frenzy? Frenzy's the <laughs> little weird walking around one, not the scorpion one. Um, On Air Force One. A fighter jet. A helicopter. No. No. Oh, God. No. You're great. Question four. Outrageous. What is the brand of the vending machine? Oh, mate, right? come on. The brand. No, no, it's, a, it's, it's, it's very obvious. Um, Mountain Dew. It is Mountain Dew. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, typical American Hollywood marketing. <laughs> Not marketing. Product placement. Here's another one for you. Um, question five. What, uh, which game console... Um, which brand turns into a Transformer? Ooh, what brand? Can I say Microsoft? Well, I mean, that's yeah, what it is. It's an Xbox, yes, that's right. <laughs> Question six. Um, where is the military base um, that Blackout attacks at the start oh, of the movie? Oh, uh, Qatar? It is Qatar, yes, yeah, it I, is. I couldn't, I was like, how do you pronounce this? The accent, Qatar, yeah, that's Qatar. all right. Um, what is the name of the ammunition that humans use to hunt the Decepticons or hurt them? Oh, it's just little, like, little, what are they called? Yeah, they say it. They say it oh, a few times. I don't know. It's just like a little grenade launcher missile thingy. Oh, yeah, they're, they're heat, they heat things. I'll tell you later. It's all good. <laughs> um, question eight. Which band plays oh, through the credits? Well, initially Linkin Park. Yes, that's right. it. Yeah, play, yeah. And then what does it go into the score? Like is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sure. okay, yeah. cool. But just, just pointing out that's yeah. Which yeah. band is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is the oh, name? Man. This question nine. What's the name of the city where the final battle takes place? Uh, Mission City. It is. Yep. Yeah. And question ten. Um, what's the brand of the mobile phone used in the the AllSpark? Nokia. It is a Nokia. 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 They say uh, it's Nokia, but uh, we say Nokia, but they say Nokia in the film. And I'll. Continue to say. Okay. Where does um, this is like the uh, bonus thing, like. bonus question? Where does John Turto's um <laughs> character say the phone comes from? And where does it usually? Where does it come from? Like Japan. He says Japanese, oh, like, and then oh, they like correct Japanese him text. and say it's actually Swedish. <laughs> 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 um, all right, so ones you got wrong with that. So the band that's on um, Sam's t-shirt, he wears the, the Strokes shirt. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Yep. Oh, okay. I thought that was. <laughs> nope. um, you got the pendant, so Mirrorball or Bumblebee. Um, Frenzy transforms into a CD player first. Makes sense. And then he turns into a phone after Makes that. Makes sense, yeah. Um, drink, the, the, the vending machine was a Mountain Dew. You got that. Um, the name of the ammo that the humans use is called... Um, it's a... Um, save it right round. So say it about three or four times. Yeah, no, don't ring a bell. And it actually sounds like <laughs> Sable, but it's Save It, but that's fine. Um, 
And that's it. You got him. There you go. So out of that, my... Not too bad. I feel like, yeah, rocky start. Yeah, you had six to possibly seven there. So good work, Jace. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Well done. Um, So to me, that means that we're done. It's just time to give our ratings for this delightful movie that we've discussed for almost two hours now. Yes. Well... The runtime for this movie is two hours, 30 minutes, just so you know. Well, there you go. So we're doing good. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what is there to say except for what we've already said? But in summary, look, yeah. big bombastic fun. But look, it's done well. This is definitely the best. Look, even with Bumblebee, like, this is still the best, funnest. Like Bumblebee is a good film, but like there's still elements of that that I wasn't totally into, and mm. it's not as crazy. Like the the big Transformer, like there isn't really enough in there. But this has all of it. Like yeah. I said, like you got the comedy, the car chases, the action, the explosions, the the shitty romance, the yeah. the awkwardness, the you know the military. There's you know like just some fun, interesting things. Like this movie really does have it all. Like it's great fun. It's by <laughs> no means a perfect movie. Don't get me wrong, but just Certainly as pure enjoyment. Like this is a great, this is a great blockbuster flick. Special effects are great. Yeah. Um, characters are again like the characters are not real but they work somehow in this world that we're watching this film yeah um, of course there's all there's a lot of issues when it does come to what you would expect from a typical sort of Michael Bay movie which we've touched on but like yeah, if you're happy to look past that you can have a great time and I do because um, you know part of the problem um, but look I'm, I'm happy <laughs> to give this a, a very generous 4 out of 5 just for Pure fun and enjoyment. A four for fun. A four for fun. Excellent. Well, I so I, I like this movie. Um, that's really all I really have to say about that. No, um, I. And that's all I have to say about this though. movie. It's actually approaching because it's it's got quite a little sentimental feeling, like you know, attachment to this. It is almost approaching a perfect movie for me because it's. Wow. It shouldn't, like we said, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. It should be a mess, and it's not. It's not a mess. It's for a well-crafted, little intertwined bundle of joy. What I will say, though, is the dialogue. I really do not like some of the dialogue in it. And John Voight's character, I really do wish that. Judy, we got a blown transformer. <laughs> oh, can I just point out? They run. They give that exp- exposition that, you know, they're taking out the generators or something. They're saying that as they're running down the hallway, but it's a like that is not something that you would have waited a minute or two to get to that point to go turn around and go. Oh, by the way, they're taking out the generators <laughs> or something. That's something you would have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, the they, like they, they, the dialogue's not that fun with this, so it can't be a perfect movie because a lot of the character, what the characters, what's coming out of their mouth is just not fun. It's not good. But for me, this is. I don't. I don't agree that it's a fifty. Like it's Rotten Tomato, fifty-eight percent or whatever. Like this. This is a four point five for me. Like it's a good movie. It's a pretty freaking good movie. I get because you cannot not enjoy it. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing. There's no. I pick somebody who doesn't like this movie. You know, in some way. Well, I mean, half the people who gave reviews. Yeah, no. Like remember what Rotten Tomatoes is. It's people's. It's the aggregate. Yeah, Yeah. based on people's reviews, and it's it's fifty percent of people liked it. People, fifty percent of people didn't. Yeah, that's well. I mean, and what you were discussing off, off air is that for everyone. Yeah, yeah. 
I am like a three star is is a positive, is a positive. review. So it's sort of like middle so, ground, but it's a positive review. Yeah. Um, but I guess in this case, they would have uh, half them would have had to give less than that. Yeah. But look, yeah, that that's it. Like this movie definitely is not for everyone. There is a certain audience, um, and there would be people that would watch this and go, "Yeah, this is utter moronic garbage." Yes, and that is perfectly fine to have that viewpoint. I respect you, people. <laughs> I respect yeah. you out there. I listen to. You. I'm hearing you. You're wrong. No, you're not wrong. No, but there yeah. is a way. Like, if you are going to do something, you know, have a movie that is, you know, it's, it's, it is pretty dumb. But there's a way oh, to yeah. hide that dumbness and at least have it. With flashy special effects yeah. and a fantastic just like, score. Just like Roger Ebert said, you know, like, it's, it, it's done in such a way that it's just like, it pretty much hides it. Like, it, yeah. it, they put on a good show. Yeah. It looks good. It looks flashy, glammy, like, it. And that's what some of the other movies are missing. They're missing a little bit of that class that yeah. Roger Ebert talks about. Should we talk about Jurassic World Dominion whilst you're here? Or it's, maybe... it's an okay movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to... We're not doing that. <laughs> we've already had our nightmares about it. And Jason and Luke will be reviewing it shortly. But for now, anyway... Actually, we already have. Um... Ladies, well, it'll be out before this one anyway. Um... Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that was our Rewind to 2007's Transformers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review. As always, we remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any Rewind requests can be sent to us via email at thatfilmstewpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Well, you can reach out to us on either That Filmstew or Rewind and Review's Facebook pages, and you can like and follow those pages while you're there. Subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts as it does help others like yourself find the podcast. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of Rewind and Review, and we'll see you on our next trip. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.